Parenting is often lived in the extremes. It's either great joy or chaotic overwhelm. In one moment you're nailing it and the next you're losing your cool. I want to help you find your way to the messy middle, to a place of balance. You see, balance is a verb, not a state of being. It is a thing you do, not a thing you are. It is an action, a process, a series of micro-corrections that you make each and every day to keep yourself feeling centered. We are never truly balanced. We are engaged in the process of balancing. Hello, I'm Dr. Laura Froyan, and this is the Balanced Parent Podcast, where overwhelmed, stressed out, and disconnected parents go to find tools, mindset shifts, and practices to help them stop yelling at the people they love and start connecting on a deeper level, all delivered with heaping doses of grace and compassion. Join me in conversations that will help you get clear on your goals and values and start showing up in your parenting, your relationships, your life with open-hearted authenticity and balance. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Balanced Parent Podcast. Uh, This week, we are going to be talking a little bit about screen times. I've been hearing from a lot of you that you are seeing your kids using screens more often. You are um, kind of resorting to using them more often and you're a little concerned. You're concerned that maybe they're using them too much. You're worried that they might get addicted and uh, you want to know how to have help your kids have a balanced relationship with screens. Uh, So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Screen time is a really big topic. I could teach an entire course on this topic alone, Um, how to help kids have a balanced relationship with screens, how to enforce it with empathy and respect, all of those things. You probably need to know all of them. Um, So we can't cover that all in one episode of a podcast. Um, And my goal with this podcast is to keep it short and simple um, and to the point and put you know, give you things that you can put into practice right away. So that's what I'm going to be doing here. There, so we're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet. We're going to keep you um, taking action. And uh, if you want to, you know, if you're curious and you want me to make a course for you on this topic, tell me, uh, let me know, send me a message, send me an email and I can get to work on it. Okay. So the We're going to start off talking about screens by talking about food. And I know that that might seem strange, but food and screens actually have a lot in common. There's lots of misconceptions and misconstrued or misunderstood research around both of them. There's a lot of fear around both of them. Uh, There's a lot of black and white thinking that happens in both of them. There's lots of unhealthy shame-based messaging that's coded as healthy. Uh, in both of these topics. So I want to talk a little bit about food and screens and kind of what they have in common. Uh, So just like the research and the messaging that we hear about sugar and healthy food, we hear similar messages about screen time, that it's melting our kids' brains, that they get addicted to it, that it's not healthy, and um, or that it's detrimental to them. And really, the research on screen time is a lot more mixed. It certainly isn't black and white. There's not a lot of conclusive research out there right now, mainly because the type of screen media that our kids are using right now is way different 
than what we grew up with. A lot of the negative recommendations are kind of the negative uh, messages that you hear about screens uh, are based on old research with passive screen media, where maybe the TV was left on in the background where the kids were playing. And there is research that that is not optimal for kids' development. And that kids who have uh, TV on in the background don't play as deep or um, their quality of play is affected by that. But a lot of the research uh, that's coming out now is encouraging us to look for a balanced approach to, to screens. And I think um, we can look to the kind of the intuitive eating and healthy body image movement to get some ideas about how we can approach screen time with our kids too. So most parents have similar goals for kids' relationships with food um, and their relationships with screen media. Uh, parents want their kids to have a well-balanced relationship with food and with screens. Uh, parents want kids to be able to be self-regulated with both of them. Um, they want their kids to be able to go to a birthday party and have you know one piece of cake, uh, maybe not finish it, and then have fruits and berries and veggies. They want them to be able to go to a friend's house who has video games that maybe they don't have and maybe play for a little bit, but then say, hey, come on, let's go play outside. They want them to have a good, balanced, healthy relationship um, with both of these things, with food and with screens. Um, they want You want your kids to be able to make wise, intentional choices that are in tune with their physical and emotional needs. And um, the thing is, is that when we are controlling their access to screens, when we are um, really severely limiting them, we aren't giving them the chance to learn and to practice um, to, to become self-regulated and to learn what balance feels like for them. And so that's where the division of responsibility comes in. And so division of responsibility, or it's um, shortened to DOR, is often applied to food. It's a, it's a feeding theory. Uh, and it's approach that parents take to feeding their kids and having helping their kids develop a healthy relationship with food. Uh, you can learn more about that on the at the Ellen Satter Institute, or you can just Google Division of Responsibility. You'll find tons of information out there. And that's the approach that we take pretty much with feeding for our kids. Um, but it, it has a lot to offer in terms of screens too. So Division of Responsibility, when applied to food, breaks down the feeding relationship between parent and child, giving parent and child specific roles that allow the child to stay in tune with their body, practice self-regulating around food, and develop a healthy relationship with food as they age. So in DOR, the parent decides what and when food is offered, and kids decide what and whether to eat from among the offered choices. So oftentimes food is served uh, family style, kids serve themselves from a very young age, uh, and there is no pressure or comment on what kids are eating. Now, we don't follow DOR strictly um, in our house. There's some, we can, I can have another conversation with you guys at some point about um, how um, we approach f food in our in our house and specifically and this episode really isn't about food anyway but it's helpful to frame our conversation about screens because this is really the approach that we take to screens too so in our house parents decide when screens will be offered and what the choices are and kids decide what or whether uh, they will participate in them 
And then they are also periodically given a chance to self-regulate with screens. Um, so in DOR, children are periodically um, given the opportunity to have unlimited access to sweets or treats or other kind of high pleasure foods like potato chips um, and um, kind of without limiting them. And they're allowed to um, experience their own limits um, and t listening and tapping into their body and recognizing their hunger and satiety signals. Um, so uh, we also do this with screens. Most of the time with screens are opportunity, there are opportunities for um, unlimited or, or self-regulating screens happens when we're on vacation. Uh, so when we go on vacation or we go to some other um, situation, like we're maybe on a plane, we allow them to self-regulate around screens. And what's beautiful about it is that they might watch a movie or two while we are, if we're on a long plane ride, but they will also take breaks. They will also say things like, mm, my eyes are starting to hurt or, oh, I feel antsy. My fingers are tingly. I want to, they want to draw and they will check in and listen to themselves. Uh, and if we were, you know, really limiting how much screen time they had access to in other times, they wouldn't know how to do that because they would be so hungry for it because it is stimulating. It does stimulate our brains in ways that are, you know, pleasurable and um, releases neurochemicals that kids want more of. Um, that's totally understandable. Um, so they need an opportunity to experience it if they're going to learn how to be self-regulated. You know, if we, you know, just like with um, their feelings, if they have big feelings and every time they have a big feeling, we tell them to shut it down, turn it off, stuff it down, they won't get practice with regulating and they'll grow up to be adults who just stuff it in until it comes exploding out of them. Um, I don't want that for my kids in their emotions. And I certainly don't want that with screens. I want them to be able to be well balanced with their screen usage as they grow up. Um, so this is what it looks like in our house. Um, we, we decide kind of what's being offered, um, on a given day and, uh, what their options are, and then they choose. So during, you know, normally when our kids are at school, we don't use screens during the week. Um, they've been home for a long time and we're working from home. And so there's absolutely been an uptick in screen usage right now. So right now what we're doing, and um, in the summertime, we also do it this way. Um, on weekdays, our kids have the option to watch one show that they choose one educational show. So usually it's a nature program um, or it's something like Dinosaur Train or um, Puff and Rock or Magic School Bus, some show, you know, some educational shows and they have the chance to watch one of those shows or they can choose to play some learning games like Khan Academy Kids or Epic or Dreambox um, or um, I'm trying to think my daughter's into the math games right now. What is that other one? prodigy. That's it. <laughs> um, so they have the chance, they get to choose to one show or 20 minutes of learning games and, um, they get to choose, they get that option. And sometimes the weather is really nice. And we say like, you guys can have this, you know, have this option or we can go out for a hike together. And, you know, 50% of the time they choose to go on a hike and say like, oh, well, I, we know we'll have screens tomorrow. And that's because they have an abundance mindset around screens. Um, there's not a scarcity mindset in our house around screens. Kids ask constantly about when they're going to get the next thing, the next, you know, when can we have it next? When can we have it next? Like when they're asking that, that's an indication of a scarcity mindset. 
And I think it's really important to be aware of that and start cultivating an abundance mindset um, when it comes to screens. Um, okay, so we, you know, during the week, they have the choice between an educational show or 20 minutes of educational games. And then on the weekend, they can choose to watch a show each day, or they can choose to kind of combine their shows into a movie. Um, and the shows on those, um, if they choose a show, they can also play some fun games on the iPad, some like non-educational games. Um, they prefer, they love playing like ones where they get to take care of animals or pets because we don't have a pet. Poor kids. <laughs> so, um, but those are the those are kind of, that's our, our approach to it. And then when we are in, like maybe if we're visiting grandma and grandpa or Babsha, or we're on a plane ride, um, which obviously isn't happening much anymore, then they have that opportunity to self-regulate around screens. Um, and we let go. We, you know, we set our intention. So like when we're going to get on a plane um, to go somewhere, um, this past winter, we spent six hours sitting on the tarmac of a plane uh, or on, of an airport waiting for our plane to take off and get de-iced. It was not fun, but luckily our kids had access to screens. Thank goodness they did. And so they watched, they each watched a movie and a half, I think, and then they played games and then we colored and played different, you know, games with some of the other things that we had brought. They didn't, I was shocked that they didn't choose to just watch movies the entire time we were on that plane. Um, but they did beautifully. I was really proud of them. And this approach, you know, it works for food too. So when my, I, when my little one was, um, my oldest was really little, I had a pretty, um, strict and controlling approach to food. And, uh, we started seeing her really feeling scarce around sweets and treats, especially, um, especially around sugar. Cause I had totally bought in to sugar is as addictive as cocaine and all of those things, which is, uh, uh well, it's, that's a topic for another day, but a balanced approach to eating is really important. And that's really what I want for my kids. And I started to realize that the approach that I was taking wasn't very balanced. And that's when we started really embracing DOR, but it took my daughter some time to get out of scarcity around um, sugar. So we used to have candy time where she knew every day she was going to get to sit down and we were going to put a big bowl of candy in front of her and she was going to get to eat as much as she wanted until she stopped feeling so scarce around candy. Um, that only lasted maybe two weeks and then she was kind of done and over with it and bored. And now my kids, you know, they get Easter candy or Halloween candy, they eat some of it and then they just forget about it. Um, we go every year to um, this big buffet for Christmas that has so many desserts and my kids might get a couple of the desserts. They might take one or two bites of each one and then they'll just leave the rest. And um, I'm really proud of the balanced relationship they have with food. They listen to their bodies, they check in with their bodies and they do the same thing for screens because we're talking about it. And so that brings me to my other tips that I have for you um, on kind of how to approach screens with kids. Um, so in addition to this kind of balanced approach where the parent decides when and you know, when and what is being offered. And then the get, kids get, the, um, are empowered to make choices within the parents' boundaries. Um, I have some other things that I want to share with you. First is to spend some time really educating yourself on what current research says about screen times, what the current recommendations are around screen time. Uh, there is a lot of myth and, and 
misinformation out there and there's a lot of fear mongering and you guys in this podcast in this community we do not parent from fear we do not let fear drive our parenting choices we let intentions and goal setting and connection drive our parenting choices And so take a look and educate yourself. Look at the actual real research, find reputable sources of information on, on what is really good and healthy for kids. Um, make sure that you, you know, if your kids are older and they're starting to use social media or other types of apps, educate yourself on how to keep them safe. Um, experience it, get your, an account yourself so that you can play around with it. Um, if there are games that your kids are asking to play, you know, put in a, a practice in place where you say, oh, you're interested in this game. Let's download it. And I like, I'll try it out and we'll see. And then we'll try it out together and we'll see how it goes. And then we can make a decision together if it's a right fit for our families. Kids can be involved in these conversations. It doesn't have to be completely top down, but you do have a responsibility to keep them safe and you have a responsibility to stay educated and on top of kind of what the, you know, media and technology you're bringing into your home. And if you're not there yet, like if it's overwhelming, just don't do it. You can say no, set your parental controls um, to those things until you have time and space and energy, like the mental energy to get yourself educated on those things. I'm so grateful that I like that my kids were a relatively low tech home and I don't have to worry about quite a lot of those things yet. I know it's coming for me um, and I'm taking steps now to get myself more educated on some of those things, but it's really important. Um, but really that like the education piece is educating yourself so that you are not stuck in fear um, and in myth and you are actually making choices that are grounded in relevant um, modern research instead of agenda-driven media sources. I'd also love to see you and your partner, if you're parenting with one and your kids to become more intentional in your screen, um, media and technology use, sit down with each other and chat about like, what do you want to get out of your time using screen media? Is it for entertainment? Is it for fun? Is it for learning? Um, what is it that you are hoping to get out of it? Um, what is the relationship that you want to have with it? Um, setting goals and intentions for your, um, your life in general, but for this piece of it specifically, um, will then inform you on how, like, how to actually approach it and what a balanced approach would be for you. Because the approach that works for my family is not going to work for every family. And I'm not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm here to help you find out how you can find the balance that's right for you and for your family and for your kids. And um, your kids might have goals and intentions around screen media that my kids don't have. They might have really big interests that they need screens and technology to to foster and develop. And that's okay. Thank goodness those technologies are available to them. And it's, it's okay to have that. Um, there's not, I think that we get so caught up in comparison and in should that we don't take time to take a step back and look at the kid in front of you and look at the family that you have, that, that, you know, that you, were gifted to that you have this beautiful opportunity to be with and really think about what's right for them not what some expert on the internet says but what's right for you and and your family and so setting those goals and intentions is a really good way to do that 
And you can't do that without getting curious, getting curious with yourself. Like, what are my fears? What are my worries? You know, when I see my kid um, on the screen or he's asking me for the third time today, if he can have it, like what, like, what are my automatic thoughts? What are my limiting beliefs about screens and media and technology? Um, what are they based in reality? Are they true or are they grounded in fear? Um, and do I want to be guided by fear or do I want to be guided by by my true core values and intentions. Uh, so really get curious with yourself and with your kid. You know, get, if there's something that they're asking for a lot uh, and it's really pulling them, get help them get curious with it. Hmm, what is it that's so attractive about this? Like, why is it so fun? What, what about it is so much fun for you? And if it's something that is a hard no, if it, they're asking maybe to like play a game like Fortnite, which would be a hard no for me, um, can getting curious can help them figure out what they're getting from it, what they want from it. And then you can help them find a way to get those needs met in other ways. So I think curiosity is a, is a huge superpower in your parenting toolbox. And you should definitely be using it all the time, um, but specifically in here. And then build your screen time into the rhythm of your day and your week. So when I was talking about how it looks in my family, our screen time is usually um, after rest time in the afternoon before we go for our long outside period. Um, that's they, they know that that's when it's happening. They know that if they ask in the morning, the answer will be no because they're having it after rest time. Um, it's just built into the rhythm. On the weekend, things are a little bit looser, um, but usually it's still after rest time for the most part. Sometimes if they're choosing, if they've chosen to just have a show, then they can have their games in the morning and they know that and that's part of the rhythm. Um, so if you find your um, kids are asking constantly about when it is, um, just know that intermittent reinforcement is the strongest form of reinforcement. So, or the strongest way to like, um, that you will, um, that you can guarantee you're going to keep getting a behavior is when you're intermittently reinforcing it. So if they ask, um, six times and you say no five times, but yes, one time you are encouraging them to keep asking. So if you build it into your rhythm, they know when to expect it, then hold firm on that boundary and hold space with empathy. Like, oh, you're really disappointed. Yeah, I know you were, you were really hoping to be able to watch your show, you know, this morning, but we worked together as a family to make this rhythm and shows are happening in the afternoon from now on. Yeah, it's hard. You know, so hold a space, hold a boundary hold it with empathy, um, but um, get it into that rhythm so that you don't have to be asked constantly. Um, also, another tip is to make sure that you are keeping tabs on your own screen usage, um, that you are being a good model for your kids. Uh, so if you are, you know, every five minutes that you have free, you're scrolling Instagram or scrolling Facebook, check in with yourself on that. Why are you doing that? Um, and check in out loud. Hmm. I just, you know, you can get one of those, um, apps that monitors your app usage on your phone. Check in on that. Maybe on Sunday evenings and do it out loud. Huh? I noticed I was using Facebook for two more hours this week than I normally do. That's a lot. Hmm. I think I'm going to make, take this step. You know, I'm going to move Facebook to the back of my phone so that I can't get to it so easily so that I don't waste my time on there anymore. Say it out loud to your kids. Let them see you checking in with yourself and modeling good self-regulation and modeling balance with, to them in front of them so that they can see 
what that looks like in practice. And if you're checking in and you're realizing that maybe you don't have the best balance um, and the best uh, relationship with screens and um, technology, be honest about that too. Um, it's okay to, to own it um, and show them that you are not just kind of laying down the law for them um, and being a little bit hypocritical for yourself, but you are walking the walk. Um, So like in our family, we have a very strict no screens during meals policy. And sometimes dad and I slip and the girl, you know, the girls have to remind us. Um, And so then we say, get back to basics. Okay. So it's dinner time, but there's a drawer, our screens go in there. Um, And, it's okay to do that. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to realize that maybe you don't have the best relationship with screens, um, but just model like what that process of what building a better, more balanced relationship looks like for your kids um, so that they can see that in practice and then teach them actively coach them in balance and checking in with themselves. So um, if you know you have a kid who after turning off um, a show tends to kind of have like kind of a sensory meltdown or doesn't do very well when you have to turn it off, pause the show five minutes before and have them check in with um, you and check in with their bodies and start getting themselves back into their body because sometimes screens can be really hypnotic and it can be quite abrupt to have it just turn off and end. Um, and then restart it so and maybe do some grounding exercises before you restart it um, so that they're in their body um, for the last five minutes of the show. So actively teach them balancing tricks. And also, like, you know, if there's parts of the screen that has a draw to them that you don't really understand or they think something they think is really fun that's not really your thing, like make an effort to join them in there. Make an effort to really try to understand why it's so much fun. Be playful with them. Use, you know, screen media and technology like this. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be a part of your kid's life for the rest of their lives. Um, And we can either fight it or we can join them in it and we can use it as a tool to our benefit. Um, So have fun with them. Find a way to connect with them through it too. Um, It doesn't all have to be bad. Okay, so those were my tips for today. I I enjoyed talking about this with you. Let me know if you have any questions um, or need some specifics on things. Um, You can also always ask questions like this in my Balanced Parenting community on Facebook. So if you're not in there yet, join. If you are in there and you have questions, post it in the group because there are so many wonderful, intentional, mindful parents in that um, group. And I know that they are going to be so excited to be able to support you as you bring more balance to uh, screens in your family. Okay. So thanks for listening today. Um, remember to subscribe to the podcast and if it was helpful, leave me a review that really helps others find the podcast and join us in this really important work of, um, creating a parenthood that we don't have to escape from and creating a childhood for our kids that they don't have to recover from. And if you're listening, grab a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so that I can give you a shout out. Um, and definitely go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Laura Froyan PhD. Um, that's where you can get a behind the scenes look at what balanced conscious parenting looks like in action with my family. And plus I share a lot of other really great resources there too. 
All right, that's it for me today. I hope that you keep taking really good care of your kids and your family and each other, and most importantly of yourself. And just remember, balance is a verb and you're already doing it. You've got this. <laughs>